another episode of words from the b-side with your girl coach nita glad you guys are here for my very special episode i think because i want to say that this is a special episode because i'm going to be talking a little bit more about things that i don't necessarily talk about on a regular basis and things i used to talk about when i just specifically blogged before i added the coaching piece in when i was a blogger i used to blog about all the things that i was passionate about I used to blog about education for children of color. I used to blog about injustices in the black community, just different things that would rile me up. Self-image among women of color. Of course, you see that thing being people of color because I'm very passionate about it, even though I don't do a whole lot or say a whole lot on social media anymore, just because it's a little separate from my coaching business so you guys don't get to see really how i feel about things consistently because i'm not posting that stuff on my outside handles so recently i was on social media and this is what kind of sparked this special podcast i was on social media and someone had posted a picture of a woman with a sign that read something to the effects of muzzles are for animals and slaves. And the picture had, the picture that she was holding up with this sign was a picture of an African-American slave with a muzzle on. And normally in my self-controlled spirit, I won't jump in and say too much just because I realized that the overall theme And this is the overall overall theme I want you guys to take away from this podcast. When you say something and you make it public and it is how you feel and it is controversial, you have to be mindful that what you are saying you own and stand behind and won't feel remorseful for saying. So when you say it, you have to say it in a way that you can you can take ownership of. And so a lot of times I don't say much because I don't want to start a lot of stuff. I don't want to rile myself up. And when we talk about issues in the black community, I get really worked up. And as I am growing as an individual and I'm growing as a person, I realize that there's just certain things I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight because when someone has a strong feeling about something, religion, politics, you know, their children, their family, different stuff like that. It can lead to some heated emotional discussions. And I always want to have control over myself because I know that I can be the zero to 60 person and I can lose control of myself really fast. And I can speak from a place of emotion instead of a place of fact or just being really honest with myself and my feelings so that I can stand in it when I'm talking to you. 
without being angry because I think that too, when you're taking ownership of something and you are speaking a point, you want to make sure that you don't lose the message in anger. And you know, when you're the emotion that comes forth, you want to make sure that it hits the point and that people get the facts. So when I saw this picture, my very first thought was, and this is what I typed in my response, white at its finest. And that's all I said. So a couple of hours later, I get a notification that a young white man decided he wanted to ask me a question for his clarity. And his question was, so am I to assume that you feel this way about all white people? And I didn't even think about my response. I was Johnny on the spot. I was quick on the draw. And my response was, that's not what I said. But we are talking about white privilege. But assume away. And that was my only response because I knew that if an argument were to ensue with a person who clearly couldn't see what I said for what it was or couldn't clearly see the picture for what it was and what I was saying about that picture, if that message wasn't coming across to that person, even in a heated discussion, that message wasn't going to come across. So assume what you want. He made a really valid point, right? Because people assume whatever they want. And that's how these arguments start. So I thought it was so, I thought it was so important to express never putting out what you don't want to stand behind being honest with your feelings and being okay that your honesty is seen and that your honesty, no matter what it is, is perceived in whatever way people perceive it. As long as you know what the truth is, let that truth be your truth. Speak your truth and keep moving. Because he came to me in an assumption that I didn't like white people, which is dumb. My great grandfather is white. My uncle is married to a white woman. Like there's no there's no such thing in my life as not liking white people. What I don't like is people who are willing to allow things to happen in the black community and not speak up for it or to allow a young man or a young woman to be murdered or abused in some way in the black community and not stand up for it and justifying it through something that that person did in their past. Because what I will never understand as a person of color is when you murder or abuse a person of color, a black person, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say a black person. When you do that and then you go back to their childhood and you find a way to justify why that was done today, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because who that person, the mistakes that people make, think about who you are. Think about who you are as a person. If you make a mistake, but you change and you grow and you evolve as a person, right? Would you want someone to continue to hold over your head the things that you did in your past? So let's talk about the Ahmad case. This young man is doing what normal people do. He's running through a community that couldn't have been far from where he lived. And he walks onto a construction site, which many people have done, and they have a written record and, and verbal record of white people saying that they have done the exact same thing that he did. He had on shorts and a T-shirt. He had no room for any type of weapons. And he's just running through a community. 
And when these three white men stopped him with loaded shotguns, they didn't have any reason to suspect that he was a criminal of any sort. What they saw was a black person running in their neighborhood and because they could be police officers, you know, citizen, they could make citizens arrest. They felt justified, but I'm going to tell you why else they feel justified. They feel justified because so many people who are not black that come up against black people in this country, get away with the things that they have done. Today, I saw a post, D.L. Hughley posted uh, a repost on his Instagram of a myriad of black men and women who have been murdered at the hands of citizens and police officers. And not one person was prosecuted, not a single one. And, and, and for months, these people kept this video, two months, I think it was, that they kept this video and didn't move on it until the video was seen by everyone else. There are so many problems with that, right? And as long, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole because everyone is talking about these things. Everyone is getting pissed off with every video that comes out uh, where there is someone being assaulted or abused or murdered. They, this stuff is getting caught on video and it's still being accepted as a, you know, some type of technicality they can get off on in order to justify why they've done what they've done. But this picture, this white woman, this white woman holding a picture of a African-American male with a muzzle on, and it was a slave. For her to stand there protesting her rights to not wear a mask during COVID-19 with a comparison to an African-American slave in this country, 400 years that black people were slaves in this country, for her to feel that strongly about a mask to protect her from a virus that is killing not just black people. They are spinning it to where it is a black issue. But I will tell you what, that virus will creep up on anyone because that virus is running rampant in every country, countries where black people do not live. So I really don't want to hear anyone else say this is a black thing. We need to look at the disparities in the black communities and understand why. COVID-19 is running rampant in black communities because that's a whole different issue than this virus. But I digress. For someone to be able to make that comparison and stand there and not see how she was wrong and for someone to question me in my response to white privilege with the picture that she was holding up and who she was and why she felt nothing wrong with that brings up all the things about walking in your truth and, and speaking your mind and saying how you feel and never being apologetic for it. That's why this comes to me. That's why today I said, I'm gonna have a special release of my podcast because I don't talk about my feelings out in the wide on my coaching platform and not because I care what people say or think of me. Because if people, for those who have been following me since the days of Shanita's Voice of Reason, they know my passion for the black community. Everyone who knows me knows my passion for people of color and what we endure. Because I not only have uh, children, but I have a 17-year-old African-American son 
who I can no longer say to, son, be respectful to the police. Don't talk back. Put your hands on the steering wheel. You know, don't argue with them because I have seen video of young men standing handcuffed, having a regular conversation with a police officer and all of a sudden he attacks him and he starts punching them all in the back of his head. And it's two of them standing there as if he was somehow a threat in that situation. What do I tell my son? What do I tell my little girl? Because they busting in houses and they shooting through housing complex, killing people who have done nothing and they're justifying it and no one's going to jail for it. You know, these are the things I think that make me feel and made me feel to tie into taking ownership of your words. Take ownership of your words. Take ownership of how you feel. But don't let it come from a place of anger and frustration and resentment and emotion because you'll never be able to back it up with facts because you're going to be coming from such an emotional place that you can't give the facts to the people who need it. And I think that's why I have calmed down quite a bit on my social handles when it comes to black issues, because I know God is still working on me and my ability to communicate things. Because even when I got the response on the post on social media, immediately I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did we both see the same picture? Because when I said white at its finest, I meant exactly what I said. And you know exactly what I meant. We could never, within the black community, make strides if we didn't have other races on our side, especially not white people. And you know, when people, it's funny because anytime I would ever have a feeling about something or I would say something, you know, my grandmother would love to remind me that, you know, we have white in our bloodline. I think many of us do. I mean, it's pretty close to us, but when people see me, that's not what they see. They don't see that my great grandfather is white. They don't see that, you know, some of my grandmother's sisters were able to pass as white because they were so light that people didn't know they were black. You know, but I live my life in this world, in this country as a black woman, because people don't see my great grandfather when they look at me. They see a black woman. It's the same that they see when they see my children. My daughter's parents are not darker skin, but she's darker than both of us. So she's definitely not going to be living her life as a child who has different blood in her. She's going to live her life as a black woman. So the same as my son. So I have to teach them as such because that's the way the world's going to see them because that's the way the world sees me. But, you know, I wanted to just share that with you guys because I wanted you to know there are so many different sides of me. And I don't dislike anyone, but I will tell you this. I do dislike injustice. I do dislike the racial disparity that we face as black people, you know, and I, I really dislike um, disrespect and abuse. I, ju I just really dislike all of this. I dislike everything that we are seeing now that is allowed on one side, but is not allowed on the other side because it's not fair. It's not fair. But I want you guys to know that when you go out here, because I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about the ways that we can start to deal with this in the black community and how we can really rise up against the things that are coming up against us in a fair way that's not going to stop us from being able to get back home to our families. And as we continue to run this obstacle course and navigate these hurdles, it seems 
less likely that that happens peacefully. And I'm just being honest with y'all because I see so many protests, so many peaceful things, so many meetings, so many marches, and I don't see a lot happening to build us up. Now, don't get me wrong. For those of us who really follow civil rights for black people, we know that people are really out here working in the communities. They are really doing the work. You know, and for a long time, I didn't know that because I didn't follow. But I started paying attention to different outlets and different, you know, media uh, outlets just to see like what was happening out there. And people are working really hard on our behalf. But you know what? It really is going to have to be all of us. It's going to have to be all of us doing our part because we are 13 percent of the population. And so many of that 13 percent is locked up or in an impoverished situation. Now, all black people are not impoverished because I am not. I know many people who are not. I come from a long line of people who are not, but I have also seen the other side of this thing. And so I do understand that we have a lot of hurdles and obstacles to overcome because so much of what is coming up against us is systematic. It has nothing to do with what we can do. So many conversations I've had over the last couple of weeks are just about different things that we are facing and why all of these things are becoming laid bare for the world because now black people are being attacked by this virus because of lack of resources, lack of access, medical, lack of medical insurance, how they live, where they live. You know what I mean? These are things that we have to consider when we say, oh, in the state of Maryland, where I live, it's 14,000 of us that have it, but only 9,000 and something white people who have it. Okay, we have Baltimore City, numbers high, PG County, and some of those areas, but PG County is one of the richest counties in the country. And they have one of the biggest outbreaks. And a lot of those people of color are well off. There are some areas there that are not quite so well off, but we need to get down to the nitty gritty of the numbers. So, you know, I have gone on and on because this thing does bother my spirit and it does put me in a mindset that leads me to want to lash out and be. But the self-control that you have to have when you speak in your mind and you're owning your feelings, you have to come from a place of maturity because people will attack how you feel even when you're right. And I felt like that young man on social media yesterday thought that he was going to start something with me. And I was able to stand firm in what I said, own what I said, and shut the whole thing down before it became a thing. Because I meant what I said. In this country, white privilege is really real. No matter how you feel, no matter what you try to pretend, you know, because there are some white people who don't believe that, oh, y'all need to get over slavery. If we lived in a country where we were allowed to do that, believe me, most of us would. Trust and believe. There might be some people that want to ride the coattails because we deserve reparations because there's a many a white people in wealth that doesn't belong to them. But we're not going to get into that either. But what I will say is we could get over it if we were on a level playing field where we weren't waking up every day to videos of crazy foolishness. Because that is what we are facing. So. I think I went down that rabbit hole and all around the bend with my feelings and my emotions about all of the things that are going on right now, or some of the things, not even all. Because I want you guys to know that when you face something, because you said something, because you feel something, because you believe something, be able to stand in it. And stand in it maturely, with strength. Don't let anyone make you feel like you don't have a right to feel how you want to feel. 
about anything because they're your feelings and no one can invalidate those. There is truth in how you feel. And yes, other people may not see eye to eye with you or understand because our feelings are developed based on our life experiences and the things we've encountered and how we were raised and the things that we've interacted with. And all of those things create a footprint that is unique to you in the way that you are made up, in the way that you deal with things and how you handle things, but mature to a point that when something you believe strongly in and you say it, you stand in it. Don't allow anyone to take that from you. So that was what I want to share with you today, you guys today on this special episode of Words from the B-Side, because I don't talk about these things at all. I have kept them very separate from my coaching business, but Words from the B-Side was always meant to be a space where I could vocally say the things that I wanted to say, put the things out there I wanted to put out, even in the midst of motivating and encouraging you to rise to the occasion of you and be your best self and live your best life and let the, the fullness of who you are come forth so you can walk in the purpose that God has set forth for your life. And if I'm not doing that for you, if I'm not laying myself bare for you in the ways that I need to in order to facilitate that growth for you or show you that it's safe, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So that is why I shared this with you guys today, because it is becoming very hard to just sit, you know, and and not just being a person of words, but being a person of action by allowing the feelings and the growth in those feelings to manifest themselves in my life so everyone can see that I'm just not about the words, I'm about the actions too. That I'm not gonna just tell you to do something um, or be something or show up as something that I wouldn't do, be, or show up as. That's not fair and that's not the way that I wanna run my business. That's not the way I wanna run my podcast and that's not the way I wanna run my blog and anything else that I will put my hands in with BU now or in the future. So I hope you guys got something out of that, even though it wasn't completely motivational. It was just therapeutic and informational and something I really wanted to share with you guys. So I hope again, with all this going on with COVID, you guys are being safe. You are staying well protected. There's a lot going on. States are opening all over the place, but until they can manage to tell us how this thing is really spreading, they can tell us why it has spread to such a magnitude and what they can do to help us with some type of um, order and, and, and decency and full knowledge. Because right now I feel like everybody's just kind of playing around. That's why I stopped watching the news. Just protect yourself and your families. When you go out, wear a mask, take your gloves. Like I know some of you feel like this mask is not really protecting you, but if everyone is wearing a mask, we are all more protected than we are without them. So just be mindful that it's not just for you, it's for everyone out there because we have almost lost 100,000 people that we know of today. We only know of. And I don't necessarily believe that that number is accurate. I believe that people have died all over the place and we don't know that these people have died of COVID. And, you know, there's, of course, there's all kind of conspiracy theories that, you know, people have uh, been inflating the numbers and hospitals are getting paid to 
inflate these numbers and say a person has died of COVID, they get more money and all this other stuff that's out there. But I will tell y'all this, we cannot deny the videos of these healthcare workers. We cannot deny the amount of people that have died. We cannot deny how sick people are getting behind this COVID. We cannot deny the truth of that. And I don't want it. And I don't want it in my family. I don't want it to touch anyone else that I know. I've seen so many people losing loved ones from it. And that is enough to make me say I can stay home and continue to protect myself and my family until we get some answers on how to protect ourselves in the long run to where we can get back to life in a way that's going to make sense for us in the future. Because what I want to leave you guys with with this, and I think I've said this a couple of times in videos and in my blog, normalcy is never going to be what you remember it. And as we've been for several months in this quarantine, some of us have really allowed ourselves to be introspective and go deep and clean out shop, clean out house, cut off things that we don't need, rebuild things, you know, whatever it is that you needed to do. There's so much work that we have done in this time period, starting businesses, cutting off businesses, learning what's for you, learning what's not, you know, adjusting to, a, you know, a new way of dealing with your children, making personal decisions for your life and your finances. There's been a lot of things that have gone on in this time period. So know that coming out of this your new normal should be the normal that you're creating and not the normal that you left because there are so so many beautiful things that have also come out of this as opposed to all of the negative things that we see on the news. So just continue to keep fortifying yourself. Find a therapist if you need one. Find a coach if you need one. Find a good girlfriend if you got one. You know, build your network so that you have support in this time period because it's Mental health and wellness is real. People have been depressed. People have gone through a lot of things in this time period. So just do what's going to work best for you so you can come out of this healthy, happy, and whole. I love you guys. And I hope you enjoyed this impromptu episode. And I shall see you guys on the other side. Hey, BU family. Don't forget to follow on all social media handles. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and also go to www.beuncovered.org to join the mailing list and stay on top of all BU activities.